Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. In 1972, Title IX was signed into law. This prohibited discrimination based on sex and changed the game for girls and women in sports across the nation. To learn more, the Greater Columbus Sports Commission and iHeartRadio invite you to listen to the new podcast, Starting Nine Up. Celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX with nine stories about girls and women's sports with the Columbus Connection. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or your favorite podcast platform. From the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, you are tuned in to the best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Let's do this first, so we'll get this out of the way, because I want to I want to kind of explain something and, and clarify something for people. I, I am concerned, my friends, that I have been misunderstood. Isn't that a song? Oh, Lord, don't let me be misunderstood. So, um, Mike Doyle, and hi, Mike, if you're listening, you know, Mike does call occasionally, and Mike, of course, uh, you can uh, hear him on the morning show, I think once a week, usually on Friday, uh, he goes on the morning show with Peter White, and uh, Mike has some, he's got a great radio voice, and he's got some broadcasting experience, he used to do a, a local uh, television show uh, called After Further Review, a, a sports show, but, uh, you know, Mike's a MAGA guy, very pro-Trump, and, and he'll occasionally call the show. And, you know, I, I like Mike very much personally, and he's very complimentary toward me. Uh, usually at the end of the call, he'll say, great show as always and stimulating and whatnot, which I appreciate. Uh, and that, you know, let's be honest, I mean, I'm human. So obviously that is part of why I like Mike uh, personally, uh, because he says kind things to me. Uh, you know, if he ended the call by saying, I hate you and I think you're a jerk, I'd probably like him less. Although I'd still like him. You know, it, I, I have an acronym an acronym, an axiom, uh, not an acronym. I have an axiom uh, that I, I sort of have always applied to this show, whether it be here at WMNH or back in 2011 when I first started it uh, strictly as a podcast online. I always say, you know, I'd rather be loved than hated, but I'd rather be hated than ignored. So even if there's people who hate listen to the show, which people do, I mean, that's uh, that's been proven throughout uh, throughout time in radio. Some people will hate listen. But no, I mean, uh, my, I, I think Mike, uh, genuinely likes me and enjoy. There's actually, um, I do hear from people who are very pro Trump, but they like me anyway. Uh, even though I spend a lot of time picking on the president. I mean, and you know, but, but I think all my, um, I mean, I think all the, the picking on, on the president that I do and whatever criticism of, you know, I try to keep it very, very mature and thoughtful. God I, bless. United States. Thank you very much. United States. You know, I try not to do anything too lowbrow. But anyway, um, uh, you know, so people uh, like uh, Rocky Huber. Hi, Rocky, if you're listening. You know, Rocky uh, sent me a, a very kind uh, Facebook message earlier, uh, you know, saying that, uh, you know, he thinks we've got a great group of people around here and that we're all really good people and that he. You know, he enjoys the show and that he's happy to be uh, a part of the uh, the extended family at Matt Connerton Unleashed, even though Rocky is uh, uh, from from what I can tell online from his posts. Uh, you know, he's a 
He's a MAGA guy. He's pro-Trump, but he still likes the show and he likes those of us here. Um, but the, the thing is, so Mike Doyle, you know, when he calls and, and this is not, uh, again, cause I like Mike personally, uh, very much. So, and he actually hung out on the show with me one day. He stayed for the full two hours and that was a lot of fun. And Mike, if you're listening, you're welcome anytime to, to come in on the show. And we had a great discussion that day, I thought. But I, but I do feel that, that Mike, um, really misunderstands me. <laughs> Uh, in, in a couple of different ways. I, I feel that I have been misunderstood. And if Mike Doyle misunderstands me, uh, I'm sure there are other MAGA people out there, some pro-Trump people who also have misunderstood me. So, and again, some of you, some of you do get it, but, but some of you, I think, misunderstand me and, and my intentions and so forth. So I wanna, I wanna talk a little bit about something that Mike brought up yesterday when he called uh, he usually calls later in the show, so I don't know if he's even going to hear this. I don't know if he's going to listen, if he's listening right now or not. But, um, you know, he, he brought up uh, some things that Trump had done for the veterans and so forth, and we'll get to that in a moment. But the thing, so Mike usually ends the call on a very flattering note, but he usually starts the call uh, saying something that I find insulting. <laughs> Not that it hurts my feelings. I mean, look, I, I expect that kind of thing in a gig like this, even though I am a very sensitive man. I actually am kind of sensitive in a lot of ways, but not when it comes to, when it comes to this and anything related to the show, I don't take anything personally. I really don't. But Mike will, um, Mike will call and, and say something about, you know, oh, you know, I hear you ripping on Trump again and saying this and saying that. And, you know, you sound like CNN. You're just like CNN and. You know, that's all you want to do because you hate Trump so much. And it's like, th- there's a couple of problems with that. And, and it actually does genuinely bother me when he says that to me. And I do genuinely find it insulting. Again, I'm not really offended. I'm just, but it, it is, I do take it as an insult for a couple of reasons. Um, for one thing, well, let's, let's clarify this. I don't hate the president. I don't really hate much of anybody i mean i'm not a hateful guy you know um and i know that uh some people think that you know if if they really like someone politically and you don't like that person that, that means you hate that person i don't like donald trump you know clearly i don't like donald trump i think he's a criminal i think he's a liar i think he's a fraud i think he's a con man uh and i think he's bad for the country no i don't like him but hate no i don't hate him hate's a different thing hate's a different thing i mean look i think he's bad for the country but i think he's great for my show so there's a selfish part of me that actually uh adores him and is glad that he's president okay so let's clarify that. You know, I don't, I, I'm not a hateful guy. Okay. I don't, he says the same thing to Hopwood too. Whenever Hopwood criticizes him, it's like, no, I don't hate Donald Trump. And also a, a few details to clarify here. Also, I would remind everybody, I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent. And I'm sure that, you know, in in the eyes of Mike Doyle and many other people, you know, some of you probably think that, no, I'm really a Democrat. I'm just pretending to be an independent. 
I'll tell you this, and I've said this before, and some of you will believe me, especially those of you who know me personally, and some of you won't. And to those of you who don't believe what I'm about to tell you, that's fine. You don't have to. I know it's true. I don't particularly care if you believe it or not, but I will say this. I am an independent, and there are many, many reasons why I'm an an independent. And one of the reasons, one of the many, and when I say there's many reasons, literally, if if I made a list, I could probably write down 20 distinct reasons why I cannot be a part of either party. Okay. At the end of the day, I don't trust any of these people. I don't trust professional politicians. I got a lot of problems with conservatism, and we have a conservative Republican president. I don't know if he's really a conservative or if he just pretends to be to curry favor with his base. I don't know if this guy has any actual core convictions or not. I suspect that he doesn't. Okay? But, you know, this is who is in charge. We have a Republican president who behaves largely like a conservative we have a Republican-controlled Senate. You know, that's who's in charge. So I spend a lot of time criticizing conservatives. But the part that I know, and some of you will believe me and some of you will not, take this and do with it what you will. But I know that if Hillary Clinton had won the election in 2016, I would be coming in here every day looking for things to rip on about Hillary Clinton. And some of you might be listening to me going, oh, Matt, why is Matt such a Republican? Why is he so anti-Hillary? Granted, it wouldn't be nearly as much fun because Hillary Clinton is not the colorful character that Donald Trump is. But I got plenty of problems with Hillary Clinton, and I'm sure I would have plenty of problems with a Hillary Clinton presidency. I didn't vote for either of these people. I vote third party whenever possible. Which some people like to guilt trip me about, but I don't care. You know, and I heard plenty of it in 2016 when I said, no, I'm voting for libertarian candidate Gary Johnson. And all my Republican friends would be like, why are you going to vote for him? You know, that's really just a vote for Hillary. And all my Democratic friends would be like, oh, why are you going to vote for him? You know, that's really just a vote for Trump. So at a certain point, I just decided, well, screw y'all. I think a vote for Gary Johnson is just a vote for Gary Johnson. How's that? But it is a vote against the two-party system, which I loathe for all kinds of reasons. And I would also say, and again, you can believe me or not when I tell you, I have no way to prove it, right? I have no way to whisk us all away for a few minutes and spend some time in an alternative universe or an alternate universe right (laughs) in some sort of alternate reality where hillary clinton is president and just you know do my show in that reality for a few minutes just to prove to everybody look i'm i'm picking on hillary i have no way to prove it to you and if you don't believe me you don't believe me and that's fine i know it's true and those who really know me and know how i feel know that it's true okay so do with that what you want But I would actually, in fact, I would find it very necessary to find things to criticize. Because I don't think it's particularly productive 
to be anybody's cheerleader. I don't think in a truly healthy, vibrant, vital political system, not that I'm suggesting that our political system is, I'd say in some ways it is vibrant and it has a certain vitality to it, but it's not healthy in a lot of ways, okay? But I do believe in a truly healthy, vibrant, vital political system. Um, it doesn't really accomplish much. And again, this is one of the things I hate about the two-party system. It doesn't accomplish a whole lot to be a cheerleader for anybody, even if you like that particular politician. I believe that in a truly healthy political system, you should be, if you support a particular candidate and that candidate wins election, you should be the first to criticize them when they're screwing up. Yes, sing their praises when they do things that you like, when they accomplish things that you like, but you should also be the first to get in their faces and hold them accountable and say, wait a minute, when they're screwing up and you know they're screwing up, you should be the first to get in their faces and say, wait a minute, I voted for you. I expect you to conduct yourself in a certain way because I voted for you. I trusted you with my vote and my support. And that is something, and that's one of the things that makes me nuts about our political system in this country, our two-party binary system. Because ideological partisanship trumps, no pun intended, I promise you, there just isn't a better word. Ideological partisanship trumps everything else, including uh, critical thinking skills, and, you know, just basic cognitive cognitive thought. It, everything is about partisanship. So everyone pretends when somebody on their own side is screwing up, everybody looks the other way. You know, you see it with Trump, MAGA people, and it's not just Repu- – I'm not just picking on Republicans, so hang on a second. But MAGA people, of course, and I've never seen anything like it. Like, if you're – basically, if you're a Republican, most of you – as far as I can tell, have absolutely accepted Trump as your personal Lord and Savior. And there is nothing this man can ever do that will upset you. Not all of you, most of you. Um, but you see the same thing on the left as well. We saw the same thing during the Obama administration. And I voted for Obama in 2008. I did not do so in 2012, but in 2008 I did. And... I happen to like some things about Obama, but there were also some things I had some problems with. And so I started this show originally as a podcast, and I would talk every week on the show about things that I thought Obama was doing wrong, because there were some things I had a problem with. You know, I had a problem with the fact that, you know, the very people who got us into that, you know, who helped kick off the Great Recession, people who did some clearly criminal things on Wall Street and in other areas of the financial sector, you know, hardly, not literally no one, but hardly anyone was prosecuted. Hardly anyone went to jail. If anything, most of them were put right back in charge. And Obama just kind of shrugged all that off. And by the way, who financed his campaign in 2008? Oh, you know, it doesn't take a genius to figure this out. I would have loved to have seen a member of the media uh, ask President Obama about that, but of course no one did. And most Obama supporters I know couldn't have cared less. They just shrug it off. Doesn't matter. So it happens on the left as well. Trump is an extreme example of it. I've never seen anything like with Trump. I mean, the, 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 the 
I mean, most Republicans I know, they don't just like Trump or appreciate some of his policies. Most Republicans I know are just deeply in love with him. It's it's like nothing I've ever seen in my lifetime. So Trump is an extreme example of that, but it does happen on the left as well. And it drives me nuts. And I say, if you vote for somebody, yeah, sing their praises when they do right. But when they do wrong, you should be the first ones to get in their face because you gave them your vote. You supported them. So you should hold them accountable. But it doesn't work that way in the American political system. But again, just to kind of circle back, I'm telling you, I don't hate Trump. I didn't vote for either one of them. But no matter who is president, you know, I've I've become a big fan of Tulsi Gabbard, okay? But should a Tulsi Gabbard presidency transpire, and we'll get to her later, and this thing with Hillary, because we know a little bit more about what's been going on here. But should a Tulsi Gabbard presidency transpire, I guarantee you, which is not going to happen, I know. But if it were to, if some miracle were to happen and she were to be elected president, I guarantee you, I would be not only singing her praises when she did things that I liked, but I would be the first one to come on this show every day and say, you know what? I voted for her. I supported her. But... There's some things she needs to fix, and here's where I think she's screwing up. And A, B, C, and D. Here's the, here's the list. Here's and I would bang that drum every day. And it's not. And some people might take that wrong and think, oh, so Matt, no matter who's in charge, you're just going to come in every day and do a negative show and just be critical. No, it's not about being negative. It's not even about being critical. It's about holding people accountable because that's something we don't do in this country. We hold 50% of the people accountable. And you all know what I mean when I say that. If you're a Republican, you know, I mean, my God, (laughs) you know, uh, if Barack Obama even, uh, you know, sneezed the wrong way, there were Republicans who wanted to (laughs) impeach Obama, right? If you're a Republican, I'm I'm exaggerating, obviously, but I'm just making a point, right? For eight years, Republicans would, you know, be furious about anything Obama did or Hillary Clinton. How many Benghazi hearings did we have? I think it's well into the double digits. I'm talking about separate sets of hearings. You know, Republicans are all about holding Democrats accountable. But these same Republicans believe that Donald John Trump is a paragon of virtue and that everything's a witch hunt, right? But it also goes the same in reverse, You know, Democrats, of course, they're trying to impeach Trump. They're trying to hold everybody accountable, as I believe they should. Accountability is important. I support the impeachment inquiry. But they don't care about anything their own do. Of course not. No, they're all. They're all just angels walking the earth, aren't they? All the Democrats. So what happens is, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, You're only interested in holding 50% of politicians accountable. The other 50% get a free pass. Well, that doesn't work for me, you know, and and that's one of the, another one of the reasons why I'm an independent. 
So, you know, Mike Doyle or whoever else, you know, you can think all you want to that I hate Trump. I don't hate Trump. But I'm going to come in here every day and I'm going to hold him accountable in my own way, the best way that I know. And if a Democrat wins in 2020, I'm going to hold that Democrat accountable every day. You know, if I still have the show at that point, which hopefully I will, I'm going to come in every day and I'm going to hold that Democrat accountable. And when I see that Democrat screwing things up, which they will, because there's no pleasing me, which, again, that's another reason why I'm an independent, right? Because both conservatism and liberalism have a whole hell of a lot of things wrong with them, in my opinion. And libertarianism as well, also very flawed in some ways. So there's no pleasing me at the end of the day. But, well, maybe at the very end of the day. You know what I mean. Uh, but, uh, well, I'm thinking of the other show that I do. Um, that's a very, well, kind of an inside joke. Some of you will get it. But the point is, <laughs> I'm interested in holding people accountable. And uh, if you think I'm tough on Trump, I'd be tough on anybody. Trump gives me a lot to work with because I personally think Trump is awful. I do. I don't hide it. It's an opinion show. You know, this is not, uh, this is not some sort of, uh, you know, straight news show where, you know, I just come in and report the news. Anybody can do that. You know, set up a little teleprompter and read a newscast from it. No, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to call it like I see it. And I see a lot wrong with this president. But the other thing is, and this is the other part of what Mike Doyle says when he calls, and we he reiterated it yesterday. The part that I find, I do find insulting. And again, he ends the call with a compliment. He, he does. He, he ends the call saying, great show. You know, I might not agree with you, but I think it's a great show. And I think it's a, and a simulating discussion. Okay. But when he says, Oh, you're just, you know, you've been watching CNN. You just sound like CNN. That is an insult. I absolutely take that as an insult. Because, and a lot of MAGA people will will do that, right? There's this attitude among Trumpers that if you don't accept Donald Trump as your personal Lord and Savior, it's because... Your mind has been overtaken by CNN and the liberal media. And I find that the condescension in that attitude is really bothersome to me because whether you want to believe it or not, I got news for you. I don't really watch much CNN or MSNBC. Not anymore. I don't really watch a lot of cable news. I do a lot of reading, okay? And... I draw my own conclusions because I don't need the media to tell me what to think. I explore liberal media, conservative media, just hard news media, all kinds of media, right? I like to subject myself to a lot of different viewpoints. As an independent, I have a little bit of flexibility to do that because, again, if I were a liberal or a conservative, my tendency would probably be to just, you know, everybody likes to be in their bubble, and every, and people love confirmation bias. People love it. They thrive on it. They love to only su- uh, subject themselves to media that reinforces their, their already in their own minds, well-established opinions. They love that. They love that sort of intellectual pat on the back that says, you're right. You're right about everything. And I'm right about everything. And we all agree about everything. Isn't that great? I mean, that's the whole point of conservative talk radio. 
again, not to pick on conservatives, but that isn't a, a prime example, right? Most conservative talk radio shows, you have a conservative talk radio host who only takes calls from conservative talk radio listeners and only has only has on conservative guests and everybody agrees and it's a big conservative CJ. And if you don't know what CJ stands for, you can probably figure it out. It involves sitting in a circle, but I don't want to say the actual word because I don't think I'm supposed to. The actual phrase on uh, terrestrial FM radio. There might be children listening, but it, it is. It's a big conservative CJ. It's like, yay, we all agree. It's a giant celebration of, I mean, you ever listen to these shows like Howie Carr, who, who is my competitor locally in this market on FM radio? It's, it's, it's a, just a giant, just, you know, what, what is his show like? Three hours, just a giant three hour celebration of groupthink. Yay, we all think exactly the same thing. Blech. That's so boring to me. A bunch of people sitting around agreeing with each other and reinforcing each other's ideas. And maybe that's why some of the people who, uh, you know, who, who do disagree with me, and, and, you know, this is something I, again, this is something I appreciate about Mike Doyle, uh, even though he insults me with the CNN comment, because I, I do find that insulting, because I do have a mind of my own. I don't just regurgitate what CNN tells me. Sorry, buddy. I have my own brain. I have my own thoughts. I draw my own conclusions. I am able to critically think and discern information. However, maybe one of the reasons why someone like Mike does enjoy the show is because he enjoys that I challenge what he thinks. So, and again, I appreciate that. I appreciate that tremendously, whether it's Mike, whether it's Rocky, who, who is very complimentary and seems to genuinely love the show, even though I know he's a, he's a Trump guy. You know, and, and I've had other people say that to me as well. I've had several people actually say to me, Matt, I disagree with most of what you say, but I, for some odd reason, I enjoy the way you say it, even though I don't agree with you. So, um, but, you know, and Michael say things like, well, you don't want to give Trump credit for anything. Well, that's not true. And I know that Mike probably is not able to, you know, the show's on for two hours, weekdays, four to six. Mike probably isn't, uh, Oh, Rocky just sent me a Facebook message that looks interesting. <laughs> I'll have to click that in a minute. Thanks, Rocky. Um, I know Mike probably isn't able to listen to every minute of the show. But, uh, and I genuinely mean this. I really, I'm, I'm being sincere. I know sometimes I can be sarcastic and I have a very dry sense of humor. But I mean this in all sincerity. I actually genuinely enjoy... Those moments where I can give Trump credit for something where I agree with him. And those things have happened. They've been few and far between. But those things. What? Is that true? Rocky just sent me something very interesting. We'll come back to it. But when those things happen, when I can actually give Trump credit for something that I agree with, I enjoy those moments. I don't want to be just negative on him all the time. I really don't. I, I mean, I, I've said on the show before, and we'll get to the the thing, you know, that Mike called about yesterday specifically. We'll get to that in a moment. But, and and again, like I said, I know Mike can't listen every minute of the show every day, so sometimes he misses it. But, you know, one example is when Trump signed into law criminal justice reform. 
you know, the thing that Jared Kushner worked on with Van Jones and it was bipartisan and Trump signed it into law. The First Step Act. I thought that was great. Love it. I gave Trump great credit for that. And I, sincerely, you know, or, or when, uh, I mean, I wish this would happen more often, but when Kim Kardashian went to him and said, hey, can we get this woman out of jail? You know, she got pinched for selling drugs or whatever, but she got a ridiculous sentence. Can we do something? For, you know, and he did. And he did something. I thought that was great. That needs to be a hell of a lot more of that. That's a drop in the bucket. Because if you're a longtime listener, you know I oppose the drug war anyway. And I, you know, there's no reason, even if you're pro-drug war, you know, you're never going to justify to me. Well, you're never going to justify to me anyway because I oppose the drug war. But <laughs> you're never going to make a strong case for why someone you know, who gets caught selling some cannabis should be in prison for two decades. It's nuts. The whole thing is nuts anyway. But um, but anyway, the point being, I actively look for things to compliment Trump on, and I see the Trump presidency. This is part of what bums me out about the Trump presidency. I did have high hopes in that I thought there was a unique opportunity for Donald Trump to be a uniter and not a divider to be, even though he was elected as a Republican to be more of an independent kind of president. And, and, and and there was evidence in terms of his own party affiliations over the years, which have not been consistently Republican. If you didn't know that, he hasn't always been a Republican. But, you know, there was reason, I thought, I guess I was naive, <laughs> right? But there was reason, I thought, to believe that there was a chance that he could be actually good for the country and good for the political system and bring people together. You know, and then it turns out we found out pretty quick, no, he just insults everybody who disagrees with him and is a bully and... <laughs> now he's calling he, he we'll get to it but i just saw an article on media I, he today i guess he's calling uh republicans who disagree with him you know those few unicorns out there who are actually willing to stand up to him uh you know he the, the never trumpers he's calling them human scum <laughs> just like it's humid sweaty and sticky summer can be really uncomfortable but we're actually talking about your mattress. Don't worry, though. Nectar's Nectar Tech cooling technology helps you sleep cool on hot summer nights. Plus, every mattress includes a one-year trial, forever warranty, and free shipping. With $200 off, prices start at only $399. And get $499 of premium accessories, including pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector this summer. So chill out and visit Nectarsleep.com. Greater Columbus Sports Commission is proud to celebrate the history of women's athletes and the 50th anniversary of Title IX with a new podcast. The Starting Nine Up podcast will feature some of the most important female voices in local sports. Hosted by iHeartMedia's Matt McCoy, Starting Nine Up explores stories you may be familiar with and others you might be hearing for the first time. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, dude, relax. Insulting people does not win them over. Clearly, Donald Trump never read uh, Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. 
he's just he's a bully. But I genuinely enjoy those moments where I can find things. And again, this is what Mike Doyle gets all wrong about me. You know, he says, oh, you don't want to look behind the curtain. No, I show me something. And Mike did send me an email, by the way. And then I did some research on my own because I wasn't clear on what the sources were and what the email Mike was sending me. And that does matter to me. I mean, you know, if you send me an article that says, uh, you know, uh, God has uh, officially endorsed Trump for 2020. And then I look at the source and it, uh, you know, it came from redstate.com. I'm going to be like, mm, I don't know if the person who wrote this article actually talked to God. I'm skeptical of the source. You know what I mean? I'm just using that as a hyperbolic example. Mike Doyle did not send me an art, any such article. I'm just saying, you know, the sources matter to me. So we'll get to that in a moment. What, uh, but we have a call, but we'll get to, we'll get to what Mike wanted me to look at and, and, and you know, with validity, by the way. And I will say some nice things about Trump in a minute. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, man, it's Mike Doyle. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. I don't think I've ever heard from you this early in the show, but uh, you must have been oh, listening. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, I wanted to give you a break so you can get a drink because you're on a roll with your monologue. Two, uh, I consider you a friend, so I won't throw that CNN because I think that hit a nerve. I apologize for that. <laughs> and, th- and three... I think if you took a poll, because something you just said really, really struck a note with me. I think if you asked two specific questions to Republicans, I think you would be shocked at the answers. And the two questions would be, one, do you like what what President Trump is doing? And the other question would be, do you like Donald Trump? And I think you'd be surprised. Are you still there? I I am, yeah, yeah. I think you'd be surprised at the answer, because I think I think more people do not like how non-presidential he can be, because he's not a politician. He tries to be, but he tries to be this jokester and bad jokes and nicknames, mm-hmm. and nobody likes that. When he told John McCain he wasn't a, a hero, I cringed. Yeah, I said, what an ass! Yeah. you know what? A, what a jerk he is for saying that. Right, and but. If you, if you conflate the two, I'd love to know what the poll would say if you said, do you like Donald Trump as a person and as a presidential person, or and do you like Donald Trump's policies of, you know, trying to help with the unemployment and the two million more manufacturing jobs and the, the stock market and the gas prices and whatever, you know, trying to get, and I think, and what he did for the veterans, I think the two, you'd see a very different answer, and I would be one of those. I would have a hard time with the second question of, yeah. of you know, what do you think of Donald Trump as a presidential candidate? Because sometimes he just says the stupidest things. <laughs> right, right. But, but, I, but I try to parse that and to put it together with what I think he's trying to do for the country. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you can understand that, you know, that, that, that dynamic of two different people. Because I don't think all MAGA people just love Donald Trump. I think more often they just love what he's trying to do with switching to, you know, I think that's what it is. But it would be an interesting poll to take sometime to say, you know, do you like what he's doing or do you like him as a person? I right. think you'd find pretty different answers. Oh, you might be right. You might be right. Yeah. You know, because when I hear your parodies, the song parodies, yeah. 
I think they're hilarious. <laughs> I listen to them. I go, those are talented people that can rhyme and play the guitar yeah. and, and put the music together and 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 crap on Trumpy a little bit. And the, you know, it's 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 a talent, right. obviously, right. And I do love them. Yeah, do they get under my skin a little bit? Because you play a lot of them. Man, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm, tra- I'm trying to listen the other way, but. Don't forget. I mean, that's all good. So yeah. I guess the basis of my 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 call is just to tell you, you have a show that does stimulate people, yes. and it stimulates conversation. Like you talk with your dad the other day, or when you talk with Hopwood, or when people call up, you have doctors on you. That's all great stuff. That's what people want to hear. Yeah, you know what I mean. A yeah. little mix of everything. Try to mix. You know that. So. I don't know. You have a great show. That's all I'm trying to say. No, I appreciate that. I apologize for the CNN line. I didn't mean it to be (laughs) something that would trigger uh, (laughs) trigger any kind of negative response. That's okay. That's okay. I I appreciate that, Mike. No worries. And I consider you you a friend as well. So I I appreciate that. You do a great job, man. If if it's stimulating people like me, then you're doing doing your job. Uh, Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that very much. All right, man. Good job. Thanks. All right, brother. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, that was Mike Doyle. And um, I would have liked to have... um, Actually, I would have liked to have talked to Mike a little more about what he was saying about the poll thing, but the the phone connection wasn't that great. I mean, hopefully everyone heard what he said. I mean, I I could hear him clearly enough, but um, but it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't too good a connection. So um, so I'm going to... I figured I'd wait until after... After the call to kind of chew on uh, one thing that Mike said about the the poll thing, um, which is which is an interesting point. And and he and by the way, and in fairness to Mike, he has been very critical of Trump on certain things in terms of how Trump uh, conducts himself. But not everyone is. It's interesting. But we'll get into that in a second. We have another call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, it's uh, Jeff Scumpy Lorenz. Jeff Scumpy Lorenz, how are you, sir? I am very good. You know, I see you talking to Mike Doyle, and, you know, me and you are great friends also. Yes. And, you know, I, I'm a Trump guy. Yes. But I'm an, I've am always been an independent. Yeah. I just like what he's doing. I like that he's a businessman. I like uh, my 401Ks. He's going crazy still. Went down a little bit, but it's still going crazy. That's good. Yeah. And uh, I got some big news to... Uh, uh, broadcast tomorrow on the morning show. Really? I don't know if I should give it to you. I think I'll wait for Peter White, but uh, there's some big news on the way. Okay. For Jeff Scumpy Loren. Okay. Is is Trump, uh, let me see if I can guess, is Trump dumping Mike Pence and picking you up? No. Uh, I, okay. Well. I got you in the election, man. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, right, right. Okay. You're going to be chief of staff. <laughs> oh, that's, well, I, I thought, yeah, I mean, I wanted to be. Well, Mick Mulvaney might be on his way out now, so, oh, my God, Scumpy, that's right. There might be another no, opportunity. No, I just talked to him. He just called me a few minutes ago. Oh. And uh, I, I said I got the man for the job. Oh, nice. All right. Well, Mick Mulvaney's loss is going to be my gain, thanks to Scumpy. That's right. All right. Do no, I? No, this is serious. That's, that's not the news, but oh, okay. I think I got to save for the morning show, but... Um, no, I was just I was listening, and I and I know that um, you know I love you. You know, we've been friends, compadres now, and yes, yes, you come to see my shows. 
It's beautiful. And uh, there's no reason for people to be separated because someone loves Trump or someone hates him. I don't love him. I don't hate him. But I back him because he's my president. You have a lot of negative things to say about him, but there's a lot of positives too. If you really like, if you listen to Mike Doyle, same thing. There's a lot of good things going on in this country right now. And I just think everyone should back him. And, uh, it, that's, that's what I'm, that's all I, really all I got to say. All right. And the big news tomorrow morning. Big news tomorrow morning. What, uh, well, give, what time will you be? Are you going to be announcing this at the top of the show tomorrow, or? I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. Probably you know, between seven and, and somewhere between seven and nine. Keep people with uh, <laughs> dial in. Yeah, yeah. All right, fantastic. Always enjoy you on the morning show with Peter White. Always good. And don't do not forget, we're doing the big Halloween party this Saturday, the twenty sixth, at the Davion right. Snowshoe Club. And that one's usually huge. There's going to be a lot of people there. Uh, there's, there's, there's prizes, big prizes for costumes. Uh, this is usually a real, real, real good show. Excellent. Excellent. Very good at the Davion. So yes. I, I wanted to plug that also. Okay. It should be fantastic. Excellent. Excellent. And will you be wearing snowshoes? I think that's our, uh, we were thinking about that. Oh, we're in snowshoes, but you know what? It's still have to move around with those things. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yes, I might wear one on my head. Right, like a. Is it, look, it's a snowshoe club. Okay, there you go. Yes. All right, Scumpy. Well, that sounds great. So we'll be tuning in tomorrow. All right. Very good, man. And uh, yep. In the twenty sixth, Saturday night, Saturday eight o'clock start. Saturday eight night, twelve. Saturday night at the Davion. Yes, excellent, excellent. All right, Scumpy. Well, maybe you know you might see us there. We'll we'll see. Yeah, stop in for a set. It'd be great. It's right down the street. It's you know, it's right there in town. Right, right. Should be good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've never been there. That would be interesting. All right. Yeah. We'll see. That'd uh, be cool to see you, man. It'd be real cool to see you. Yeah. I wonder if I'll see Peter White there. I doubt it. <laughs> in fact, maybe I should give you the news now because Peter. Well, you know what? Oh, maybe I should. Let's see. Nah, do it. You, I don't know. You do, do Maybe it. I'll wait till next week and then and then announce the big news. Ah. See who shows up at the show. Whoever shows up at the ah. show gets the big news. Okay. All right. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> oh, boy. Ugh. Putting pressure on the Peter White, aren't I? Yes. Well, you know, maybe you can. Well, you'll see him tomorrow. Maybe you can talk him into going. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Maybe if you send a so, limo uh, for him. <laughs> yeah, tune in tomorrow morning, and uh, I love you, Matt. And, uh, oh, you too, man. Rock and roll. All right, Scumpy. Thank you for the call, my friend. All right, peace. All right, bye-bye. All right, the great uh, Jeff Scumpy Lorenz uh, and uh, his band uh, Defcon. I wonder, I'm very curious about what his announcement is. His announcement, I'm going to guess it doesn't have to do with the band. I could be wrong, but I'm going to guess it does not have to do with his band Defcon, but has to do with his acting career. Because uh, he's been doing some, he's been doing really well with his acting career. He's got a lot of, um, a lot of cool things going on with that. So, but yeah, better it, it, it's better that he makes the announcement um, in the studio, so he'll actually physically be here tomorrow on the morning show. Because 
you know, when he makes the announcement, you know, everyone needs to be able to hear him clearly, too, because almost makes me wonder if there's something wrong with the studio phone, because the connection on his call wasn't that great either. Probably a coincidence, but it's just weird. Like, Mike's call, the connection was, you know, it was good enough, but not great. And the same with Scumpy. I could I could pretty much hear everything that he said, but it wasn't it wasn't as clear as it usually is. Does kind of make me wonder. It's probably a coincidence, so. Um, isn't it amazing with all this technology and as far as we've come with uh, cell phones, you know, everybody has a smartphone now. We're all walking around with basically these little computers in our pockets. And yet so often you call, you make a call on your cell phone or you get a call on your cell phone. And even as advanced as the technology is, so often the connection is still kind of crappy. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know and it depends on probably how close you are to a cell phone tower and all this stuff. But it's just, it's weird that, you know, I mean, I'm sure eventually the day will come where every call on every phone is just perfectly clear and crisp. And, uh, but probably not in our lifetimes. It'll be after we're all dead. And then phone service will finally be perfect. So I see some stuff going on in the Facebook live chat. I'll, I'll, I'll get to you guys in a moment. I promise. Uh, I see uh, Ben and Mark in there and just just bear with me because I want to th- there was something that uh, that Mike said and I know we're past the top of the hour we'll take a break soon actually we're getting another call let's grab this <laughs> it's a busy day which is good hi welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed who's this hey Matt Scuppy again oh hey I, I know you're at the top of the hour this is a, this I is want a you much, to put uh, on what? if you can put on strutter Oh, you want kiss? Yeah, because <laughs> I'm going to be strutting, baby. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, I'm not taking the the break yet because I got to finish something up, but I will be taking it soon, and I will play that for you, Scumpy. Yes. Thank you so much. I'll listen. <laughs> All right, brother. <laughs> Thank you. All right, peace. All right, bye bye. Uh, yes. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Kiss is my favorite band, and we kind of have a tradition. Usually, it's when Scumpy's actually in studio, but once in a while, he'll just call and ask. Uh, if if I can play a Kiss song, which I'm always happy to do. I'm always looking for an excuse to play a Kiss song because uh, they are my favorite band. So I'll play Strutter in a, in a couple minutes. But but I but I want to finish up on this. And I guess uh, I guess the phone here is fine because that that last call from Scumpy the uh, the connection was uh, perfect. I could hear him very clearly. So um, it's humid, sweaty, and sticky. Summer can be really uncomfortable. But we're actually talking about your mattress. Don't worry, though. Nectar's Nectar Tech cooling technology helps you sleep cool on hot summer nights. Plus, every mattress includes a one-year trial, forever warranty, and free shipping. With $200 off, prices start at only $399. And get $499 of premium accessories, including pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector this summer. So chill out and visit Nectarsleep.com. The thing that I wanted to chew on that Mike Doyle said a little bit was, you know, he said, you know, if you took a poll, like if you asked... Trump supporters, these two questions. Number one, do you like what Trump is doing? And number two, do you like Trump, you know, in terms of how he conducts himself and whatnot? Mike said, you might be surprised. Um, I don't know, because here's the thing. When I when I look at social media. Which is not to say this is not scientific at all, right? This is anecdotal and this is just a matter of my impression looking at social media and social media can be very very toxic so maybe my perception has been skewed um 
in a negative way on this. So I, Mike might be right. I might be completely wrong. But the reason that I say, when I say most Republicans I know don't just like Trump, they're deeply in love with him, is because on social media, man, like people I know personally, uh, not that everyone I'm connected to on social media, I actually know personally. I have probably thousands of Facebook friends I've never met, uh, as I'm sure is the case, is the case with many of us. But, um, people seem to love every, people seem, a lot of people on social media seem to love that he, that Trump is, is rude and says awful things and, and is unpresidential and they seem to revel in it. And and the John McCain thing, Mike brought up John McCain, and to Mike's credit, he thought it was disgusting what Trump said about John McCain. Um and and that's and like I said, Mike to his credit, he's not shy about uh criticizing Trump when he thinks he's uh screwing up, which which I think is, is good. But um a lot of people even the McCain thing, like when Trump started to really uh, go negative on McCain, a lot of Republicans were like, it was it was like high school. It was like Trump's the captain of the football team and he tells everybody in his clique, oh, I don't like that guy anymore. So now you can't like him either. And then everybody in his clique says, oh, OK, I guess we don't like that guy anymore. And all of a sudden, all these Republicans on social media are talking about what a scumbag John McCain is as soon as Trump starts ripping on him. So so my perception, maybe Mike is right, and I hope that he is, because, again, my perception, it's not scientific at all. It's not the result of any polling, right? It's just my perception on social media, on Facebook in particular, when I look at the way people, many, many people who I know personally, the way they react to Trump, not just to Trump's policies that they agree with, but the way he conducts himself, the way he insults people. Um, when when Trump was in North Carolina and he brought up Ilan Omar's name, and all of a sudden you've got this entire coliseum full of people chanting, send her back, which to me was, I mean, if you don't get what's racist about that, I, I can't help you. Right. I'm not even going to try to explain it to you. But uh, but then I see on social media all these Republicans who are like, oh, wasn't that a great moment? And it's like, oh, my God, you know, so. But it may be it may very well be that Mike is correct. And it's just the people who are I'm seeing on social media, they are the loudest and most obnoxious but they're not necessarily a true reflection of how a majority of Republicans feel. So I don't, I don't know. I do know that the browser on this computer, this computer here seems to have, uh, seems to be freezing up. I might have to open Facebook on this other computer because I do want to get to these comments. Here's what we'll do. Let's take uh Oh, wait a minute. Uh, okay. Oh, it's starting to a whole bunch of stuff disappeared. 
All right, let's go through these comments, and then I want to get to the thing, um, you know, what Mike brought up yesterday about uh, veterans. And what Mike brought up is valid, by the way. Um, but let, let's uh, hit these comments quickly, and then we'll take the break, and I'll play Strutter for Scumpy. Um, so Ben uh, Tomo in the Facebook live chat says, Woo, Trump for life. Uh, Rocky Huber joins us in the Facebook live chat. Uh, I am going to look at what you sent me, Rocky. I'll probably look at that during the break, and then we'll get to that afterward. Mark Smith from the Abstract Transmissions podcast joins us. Uh, Mark says, agreed what that guy said. Good to have people come together. Uh, I assume uh, referring to what Scumpy was saying. Uh, Mark also says, Yang is a pretty solid businessman, though, right? And significantly more logical. Yes, uh, Andrew uh, Yang, of course, uh, one of the uh, Democrats running for president. By the way, a lot of Republicans seem to be interested in Andrew Yang. I've noticed, and my dad even said this. When my dad called the other day, he mentioned uh, two two Democrats that he actually does like. One of them is uh, Tulsi Gabbard, who, whom I like and who a lot of Republicans actually seem to like, which is interesting. And the other one is Andrew Yang. And uh, I saw Andrew Yang interviewed by Ben Shapiro, and I don't think Yang necessarily won Shapiro totally over with the universal basic income concept. But I did notice the way the way he explained it to Ben Shapiro, Shapiro did seem at least intrigued by the idea, which surprised me. And my dad surprised me. My dad apparently supports uh, UBI, which I, I did not see that coming. But there is, even if you're a fiscal conservative, there there is an interesting argument for it. Uh, but I know Mark Smith is a big guy. Uh, he's part of the Yang gang. But uh, what did Yang say in one of the debates? He said, uh, I'm the opposite of Donald Trump. I'm an Asian who likes math. Uh, Rocky Huber says, so I was browsing Facebook and stumped upon Hard G's page and discovered he's celebrating his son's birthday. And then, uh, oh, well, what a scandal. Uh, Easy G or Hard G, Eric Gagnon has a son? I thought he was childless. Oh, well, we'll get more into that shortly. Uh, Rhonda Favero joins us in the Facebook live chat. Mark says, I'm with you on this, Matt. I already know where you're going. Uh, Mark says, it's not skewed. So, so I guess Mark is, um, agreeing with my perception based on what I see on social media that most Republicans actually like uh, the way Trump behaves. Uh, Mark says, most of us libertarians do not like Trump. Yeah, you know what's interesting about that, Mark, though? You bring that up. I have been, oh, hello to Christian Collins who joins us on Facebook. I have been genuinely shocked, though, at how many libertarians do like Trump. And I don't get it. Because there's nothing libertarian to me about Trump. I mean, how is Trump any less of a statist than any other Republican or Democrat? Uh, so I don't know what I don't know what the draw is there. But uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of libertarians, of course, don't like Trump. Uh, Mark says uh, John McCain was kind of a mask reveal for Republicans for sure. Mark says it's racist for sure. Uh, referring, I assume, to my comments about what happened at that North Carolina rally where Trump brought up Ilan Omar and 
Then you got all these people chanting, send her back. Send her back where? She's an American citizen and has been for two decades. I know. I said I wasn't going to try to explain why it's racist, but there I go. Uh, Mark says Republicans, libertarians, disaffected Trump supporters, and no voters altogether. Uh, oh, Shapiro is Yang Gang now, LOL. Not admittedly. <laughs> Stephen Philbrook joins us in the Facebook live chat. And Mark says, I know it's sad MAGA status. Oh, mega status referring to Trump and, and how some libertarians actually like him. So this computer is frustrating me. Let me see if I can open this up on the other computer. So I want to, uh, before we uh, take our break, because I, I want to move on to some other things afterwards, so I want to put the bow on this. The thing that Mike Doyle was talking about yesterday at the end of the show, uh, he, you know, he was talking about, he made a suggestion. He said, if you Google what has Trump done for veterans, you'll you'll find a series of things and and, you know, and, and said that that vet, uh, Trump has done more for veterans than I think any other president or whatnot. Uh, Mike, Mike did say something about that. Um, and, you know, what I said is, well. I, I do know of one thing. There was one thing that Mike brought up that I knew right off the bat, and that was that Trump signed into law debt forgiveness uh, for, you know, college loans, education loans for veterans. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you're a veteran and you have college debt, that is wiped clean, if I understand. I mean, I'm sure the way the law is written, it's more complicated than that <clears throat> because that's the nature of things. But Basically, as I understand it, and I support that, and I did, and Mike may not have heard it when when I talked about that on the show originally, because I, I think that was at least a few months ago, but I did talk about that on the show, and that was something I complimented Trump on for signing that into law. My position is anything that we can do for veterans, we should be doing because it is shameful. And my dad's a veteran, by the way. My dad's a Vietnam veteran. So I've seen this up close. And it is so shameful the way we treat veterans in this country. The fact that we have veterans who are homeless, the fact that we have veterans who commit suicide because they aren't getting the help that they need. Uh, so many veterans who fall through the cracks, not getting the care that they need, whether it be mental or physical. It is maddening. And it is and it makes me furious and it should make everyone furious. Unfortunately, it's also one of those issues that I don't think is on anyone's top five list of issues that they care about. And usually the only time people care a lot where they're really focused on it and which forces our politicians to focus on it is when there's some major scandal, you know, some big VA scandal or something, you know, like what happened at Walter Reed years ago where it was found that the conditions were, you know, there were veterans in there in beds and squalor, you know. Uh, or, or what, what has happened, uh, in the past at the Manchester VA here locally. Other than that, everyone kind of forgets. And it's, and it's awful. So, uh, so there's a couple of other things too that Trump has signed into law. And again, I have, I am happy to give him credit for these things because these are things that should be being done. But let's grab this call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? It's EDG. Real quick, what happened is I pressed the wrong button. And I was on Facebook. <laughs> huh? So if you scroll down, when I, I'm not celebrating my son's birthday, I don't have a son. I pressed the wrong button. 
when I posted something. You don't have a son? No, I don't, no. As you can see down below, it says I, I, I made a mistake. I said no children. Uh, what, where, where is this, EZG? What are you talking about? On your Facebook page? Yeah. Hmm. I was just posting, are you excited about the new uh, Boston Celtics uh, season? I know you're not a big sports fan, but the Celtics season starts tonight, and then I wanted to press a, a button that says celebrating, and I pressed the wrong one. <laughs> do you wish you I don't uh, I hardly post anything on Facebook anymore, so. Do you, I'm a little rusty. Do you wish you had a son to bring to the Celtics game? Uh, no, I don't. Don't. Not really. Do you feel that uh, if you did have a son that it would interfere with your uh, Playboy lifestyle? Oh, uh, no. But if I had a son, I guess I could bring him to the Celtics game, yeah. Oh, that'd be nice that'd of be you. That'd be fun, yeah. So you wouldn't be like a deadbeat dad. You'd actually bring your kid places? Yeah, definitely. But I don't have any children, so that, there isn't any. That you know of. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Because you are a All right, I'll let you go. All right, Have a great G. show. Yeah, thank you. Well, that was Easy G. I'm just a sexy He's just a sexy boy. He's not your boy toy. All right. Anyway, so Easy G does not have a son. Hmm. I think he protests too much. It's all right, Easy G. Um, I think Easy G would be a great dad. You know, except with the, the whole anabolic steroids. That probably doesn't set the best example. June 23rd, 1972, the world of women's sports changed forever. Now, 50 years after Title IX became law, we're celebrating with a podcast dedicated to women's stories, where we'll examine and amplify women who changed the face of sports as we know it today. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX with nine stories about girls in women's sports with a Columbus connection. They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. Okay, so let's see. So we talked about, again, I, I give Trump uh, credit for signing into law, the uh, debt forgiveness. Uh, there was something else. Um, and I looked these up myself. Um, uh, M- Mike Doyle did send me an email. The, the only problem is I couldn't tell in the email what the sources were from some of the things. So I kind of wanted to just look them up separately. Uh, to make sure they were coming from uh, websites that, you know, I, I thought looked uh, credible. Because you have to be careful. Because, fa- I mean, real, there is such a thing as fake news, certainly. Uh, so stateofreform.com, and this, I was able to confirm this other places too, there's something called the Mission Act, which seeks to provide more health care options for veterans. So Trump signed that into law. I'm not going to get into all the, the weeds of it, but basically... Uh, I am 100% in favor of 
uh, whenever possible, which should be at all times. I believe, I'm a firm believer that any veteran should be able to go wherever they want to for health care and, and be taken care of. And uh, so anything that improves uh, their options to do so is a great thing. So I support the Mission Act. Uh, that's something that Trump signed into law, so that's good. Uh, let's see. There was also uh, something here. Now this is from this is from VA.gov. So this is from the uh, the Veterans Association uh, official website. Uh, this was back in March. President Trump signs executive order to empower veterans and end veterans suicide. So again, I don't want to get into into the weeds of it, but basically, uh, this is well. Here, there's a few uh, bullet points here. Uh, develop a comprehensive national public health roadmap outlining the specific strategies needed to lower effectively the rate of veteran suicide, with a focus on community engagement. Uh, design and propose to Congress a program for making grants to local uh, communities. <clears throat> Excuse me which will increase their ability to collaborate with each other, integrate service delivery, and coordinate uh, resources to veterans, and there's a third one here, develop a national research strategy to improve the coordination, monitoring, benchmarking, and execution of research in the field of veteran suicide prevention. So that's um, that's the crux of that. So that's a great thing. Now, that was not a bill that Trump signed. That was an executive order, and... We could have a, an argument about, you know, whether executive orders are okay. But, but again, that's one of those partisan things. When a Republican signs uh, too many executive orders, Demo- Democrats get mad. And when a Democrat is president and signs too many executive orders, Republicans get mad. But, you know, when it's your own guy, regardless of which side you're on, you're 100% okay with it. So as far as I'm concerned, it's not even worth discussing anymore. I I think the I think the whole executive order thing is just it is what it is. Um but if you can do good things with it, great, you know? Uh rebootcamp.militarytimes.com. Okay, so this is from the Military Times. Uh this is from back in January. Trump recently signed two veteran bills into law. Uh let's see. One of them is the Veterans Benefits and Transition Act, and the other is the Forever GI Bill Housing Payment Fulfillment Act. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah, this looks complicated. So we're not going to get into the, into the weeds of what it is. But the point is, uh, Mike Doyle was correct when he said uh, that Trump had done several things for veterans, and he has. Now... When Mike said, Mike did say, uh, Trump's done more for veterans than, I think Mike said this, uh, that, uh, Trump's done, uh, more for veterans, uh, than, uh, than any other, uh, president. Uh, I don't know if that's true. That may be true. I don't know, because again, you know, trying to get politicians to actually do more for veterans and just pay lip service is pretty difficult. Um, I will say this now, though, when you when you do, as Mike suggested, and when you Google those words, what has Trump done for veterans? You'll find some articles like the ones that I found 
But you'll also find some other articles that say, well, Trump took credit for this thing that Obama actually did, and Trump promised to do this, but he didn't do it, and this and that. So I found a, a mixture of things. I, I found some some things that were kind of on the negative side, too, as far as Trump. But clearly Trump has signed some bills and an executive order that do benefit veterans. And I, again, I'm not a Trump hater. I want to be able to give him credit for these things. And I do give him credit for these things. I think these are great things. Anytime you can do anything for veterans, I don't even care how much it costs. It is worth doing. We have to take better care of our veterans in this country. And uh, so I, I think these are all great. So so there you go. And thank you, Mike, for bringing them uh, to our attention. Um, I mean, doesn't change my opinion of Trump uh, in the macro. <laughs> right. But I but I think these are good things. Um, OK, so I just opened the link, by the way, that uh, Rocky sent. And yes, it does say Eric Agnon is celebrating uh, his son's birthday. Hi, who is ready for the Boston Celtics season opener tonight? And then below that, Eric wrote, an error, I have no children. Should we tell Eric he can always just edit the post? <laughs> Maybe he figured that out already. Uh, let's see. In the, uh, let's see, in the Facebook uh, live chat. Um, why am I not able to see everything? These computers are giving me a hard time today. Uh, Stefan says UBI works. Again, that's universal basic income. It has been successful in Alaska as the Alaska permanent fund from the oil. That's true. Yeah, they get a rebate. Alaskans basically, if I understand it correctly, it's it's almost like a, a tax rebate that they get from the government. Or maybe it's a set amount. Oh, Stefan says, although the Alaska legislature has been cutting the dividend in half, it is still like $1,600 a year per Alaskan resident. Uh, Mark says legalization of hemp um, and says, listen to all of that roadmap. It's so vague. I used to work in marketing. That's all jargon. Uh, clarify that, Mark, if you would. I'm not sure what you're referring to. Oh, Mark says he doesn't ever actually say anything, though it's incoherence referring to Trump. Trump is uh, stunningly uh, inarticulate. I'm just so pessimistic, he says. Just look at the wording on the bill. Uh, I don't want to look at I'll, I'll start to get a headache if I try to actually read it. Uh, Mark says, skeptical that he's committed to changing anything in the military-industrial complex. Well, I do share your uh, skepticism there, Mark, because, um, you know, he talks about bringing the, the troops home from Syria, for example, but then it turns out, well, he's not bringing the troops home from Syria. He's uh, They're actually getting sent to... Saudi Arabia to help the, the uh, Saudi Arabians continue to carry out their genocide in Yemen. So we're going to be even more complicit in that now than we already are. Isn't that great? From the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, you are tuned in to the best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Christian, you ever spend any time in uh, Dorchester? Where's Dorchester? Isn't that in Massachusetts? Oh, I get it, Fred. I'm not going to say that on the air, but I get it. I'm so I feel slow now. I didn't get the joke. Um, let me. Let, Fred wrote. Uh, well, I won't say what Fred actually wrote, but let he wrote M Michael Hunt. 
but just wrote Mike. I'm sorry. What, Christian? I asked you. I don't mean to be rude. I'm all over the place today. I think I have ADD. I've just been diagnosed. <laughs> well, what were you saying? I said, where's Dorchester? Isn't that in Massachusetts? It is. Dorchester. Huh. You spend much no. time there? No, I don't go I don't go down to Mass. No, why not? Cause I barely go out of the city now. Right. Oh, I've got your uh, theme music ready. Oh boy, here we go. Easy G gets his own theme music. It's only uh it's only fair that you should have yours. Yeah, I guess so. Yes. But that's irrelevant now. He may not have money. We're gonna have to change it again. But these are just things that I don't need no more Cause I got my own money oh. And I got my own <laughs> car I say these are just things that I don't need no more And he's got no ex-wife number one, yeah <laughs> Alright, so why is why is it irrelevant now? Why do we have to change it? I'm in a relationship oh. Maybe Well, maybe's good enough You get an air horn that's the official uh, Christians in a relationship air horn. I only <laughs> use it for these occasions. <laughs> oh, I like that new mug, the Hopknot mug there. Yes, have you been to the Hopknot? No, I'm going to stop by there, though. Excellent, excellent. You T- should. Tonight I have to stop by Music Mill. I've been checking out apartments all day. Rent in this city. Yes. Oh, my Lance. The rent is too damn high, as a great yeah, man Yeah, I friend said. that's a landlord. He was telling me and everything. It's so expensive. It's insane. Yes, yes. It's like, it's like literally. I'm looking for a one bedroom. I can't find anything below nine hundred. Yeah. And no, it's 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 tough. It's tough out there. Yeah, and literally, it's like I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm on a limited budget. I just started my job today too. Mm-hmm. And oh my, Lanta. Well, let's not bury the lead. Tell us what's going on. And the relay. I know Easy G's not here to offer love advice. Actually, hold that thought because we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Brandon Coop. Oh, Brandon. Hi, Brandon. What's up, my man? Is this who you're in a relationship with? <laughs> no. My man is oh. my man's is married. And no, I'm not in what? a re- relationship with Brandon. You're- Notice you're calling him your man, but that's okay. Oh, my. We don't judge. It's 2019. Okay. Well, what's up, Brandon? Yeah, what, what's up, Brandon? Hey, how's it going? It's going. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was, I was listening to the feed on my laptop, and it was so delayed. Oh, so yeah, we might so have confused. a 10-second delay. <laughs> Try going on the radio. And um, Do you have an FM radio near you right now? Yeah, I had it on my laptop, but uh, <laughs> it was all delayed. Yeah. Then just go off. Then can he can hear us through the phone, right? <laughs> he can hear us through the phone. All right. Yes. So All there right. really then go is, off of that. I guess. There really is. There, don't, don't worry about the feedback. There, there really is no great crisis. He can hear us through the phone. All right, yes. Good. <laughs> what can good. we do for? I was like, hold on. What's going on here? <laughs> what can we do for you, Brandon? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just calling in to uh, give some uh, input on like the prices in Manchester, and I mean, coming from a landlord, maybe I could. Uh, give Christian some advice or at least help oh. him understand more on why the prices are so crazy. The the rent is too damn high. Yeah. No, it definitely is. Yes. And, uh, but yeah, I was, I was thinking like one thing that people don't kind of put in, they don't really think about is that so many of these like mom and pop landlords 
that have owned properties forever, they're all selling now because the market's so high. So now you got new landlords like me getting mortgages for these crazy mortgages for these expensive properties. And oh, yeah. They're just so high. Like, we have to be at market rent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. right. So do you have uh, – you said you might have some advice for uh, for young Christian? I mean, I was I was talking to Christian. I, I mean, he, he just got a, started a new job, right? Yes. Yep. I mean, Brand yeah. new. I mean, if your credit isn't that bad, I mean, at least like a six hundred, you can get an FHA loan. And yeah, I, I don't really, I don't like I did uh, like six six years ago. I don't have a credit card I mean, yet because I I don't have a credit card yet because I haven't like had nothing. I've had nothing to spend it on. That's why we were trying to talk you into a cougar. A cougar with good credit could help you. Listen, I'm not going out with no cougar. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry to break everybody's heart, but I am taken well, oh. by my guitar and a girl. Oh. Mostly my guitar, though. <laughs> really? <laughs> Careful, you get splinters. But uh, now, So what kind of a loan were, were you uh, mentioning there? I didn't quite catch that. Is it Brendan uh, or Brandon? Just, just a FHA Brandon. loan, a government uh, insured loan. Oh, okay. I mean, credit. I mean, you only need like a six hundred credit score. So, yeah, and I mean, honestly, you just got won't a credit card much. for two or three months. You could probably build it up to at least that. That oh. makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't and know, I like it, really wouldn't I mean, need that you, much money either. No, I mean. I mean, right now I have like I mean, six hundred saved up. Be a landlord then. <laughs> exactly, and I I have like six hundred saved up already. So then I could just go off of go that. Ahead. But yeah, no. Did you get that camera working? I I heard I heard through um through a birdie that you're gonna start a, a <laughs> channel called Brandon Coates Coates Vlogs one day, right? Uh, maybe <laughs> one day. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, they're don't worry. Hey, I'm going through the same thing as you. Like I'm filming. Check, check it out. I spent all this weekend filming with my friend Nick. Um, we went slacklining and rode. I'm back back on BMX bikes again. And I spent yeah, all yeah, weekend filming that. and didn't post a single thing because everything's in 4K video. And I forgot how to upload 4K video onto my phone. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, that that's what we'd call a first world uh, problem. Yeah, I don't have a laptop yet, so that's the other first world problem. Yes, yes. All right. Well, anything else on your mind? Uh, is it Brandon or Brendan? Brandon. 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 Anything else on your mind, uh, Brandon? Uh, I don't know. I guess that's about it. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you for the advice. I wasn't advice. really prepared. Christian told me to call in. I'll yeah, I was like, okay, call in. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> he he, he texts me. He's like, yo, you should get me on the show. I'm like, I'm like, then call in. Right. And I'll talk to Matt after. You just call in. Call in anytime. Call I in mean, anytime. The show was pretty dead until I showed up. From what I saw, no one was here. There's like, maybe there's a ghost or something. It's Halloween. Well, there doesn't uh, have to be anyone here for there to be a show, as long as I'm here. Uh, so, exactly. Uh, I disagree with your characterization of how oh, the I'm show was before you got here. But, uh, oh, I wasn't meaning it like that, Matt. Yeah, it's I took it. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I might have to play the Cougar Anthem again. You might need to be punished. All right. Oh, God. All right, Brandon. Well, thank you for the call. Yeah, thanks. thanks thank for you, Brandon. <laughs> All right, brother. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, all right. See ya.
Is it Brandon or Brendan? It's Brandon. I have a mental block when it comes to uh, when it comes to that. Let's yeah, see. no, he's maybe we'll make uh, we're, here. You know what? I think I found another song though. I think I found maybe a more appropriate song for you for your theme song since you uh, now I have not pre listened to this. I'm going I'm going strictly by the title. But I think there's, and hope, so hopefully there's no bad words in it. But I think this might, I think this might work. To the New York gubernatorial debate, I'll be your DJ this evening. Uh. Take it away. I represent the rent. It's too damn high party. People working eight hours a day, forty hours a week. Come a third job. <laughs> what the is this? The people I'm here to represent can't afford to pay the rent. Cause rent is too damn high. The people being laid off right now can't even afford to rent. Oh man. Only a government like to call up a house and put everything in control. The bottom line is the economic state of emergency is the way to go. The way to go. The go, 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 go. This will reduce the cost. You cut the rent down. You cut the taxes down. To give business owners the chance to hire people. To give business owners the chance to hire people. That is it. Nothing else to be said. In the subject, there's nothing else to talk about. So that is the rent is too damn high song. What do you think? Is that appropriate, Christian? Yeah. You, you think so? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Jenny has a suggestion. You, you don't have to. You don't have to settle on on that one right away. I mean, we can. We, uh, you know, I want to find uh, the right uh, theme song for you. Tell us. Uh, well, actually, let's see. Let's see. What's what? Maybe this one. Hey, that's a good song. Well, no. Oh, here we go. Ah, uh, keeps freezing up. I do covers of that song all the time. That one is uh, that one keeps freezing up. It's a "Walk Off the Earth" uh, song, "Young, Dumb, and Broke." But that's, yeah, no, uh, that song uh, they covered that song. I've heard this one before. Oh, you have? Okay. Yep. Let's see. How about the uh, Jimmy McMillan "Rent Is Too Damn High" anthem? Maybe this one would uh, maybe this one would work for you. News. Here are today's top stories. Rent is at an all time high in New York City. The average cost of an apartment in Manhattan is now a whopping $3,794 a month. Critics say Bloomberg has failed. Rent is too damn high. Oh, yeah. What? People working eight hours a day, four hours a week, and a third job. What you gonna do with a lot of rent? Mothers can't barely afford to feed the children breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. If rent ain't too high in your state, something is high somewhere. Come and run with me. Rent is too damn high. I say the rent is too damn high. Oh, I'm Jimmy McMillan, 2013. I'm running for mayor. Come and run with me because the rent is too damn high. I say the rent. I came on the scene, now I'm back in the game, looking mean and lean. The race may be different, but the message is the same. R.I.T.D.H. is gonna change the game. Rent is too damn high. My mustache and haircut is too damn black. I'm on a mission again to give the people my word. Is this the guy that ran from there in New York City? In like 2013, oh man, I remember, I think I was like, why is this still sound familiar? Oh man. Economic recovery is too damn slow. This time, 
we'll change the game. If you're running with me, then you know my name. The people in New York know I ain't no fool. I'm still talking about rent and marrying a shoe. I mean, I guess that's a, I, I guess that's a way to, you know, win a mayoral campaign, run a, run a mayoral campaign. Right. Well, he didn't win, uh, sadly, but, uh, oh, this is that, uh, uh I have another one in mind. Really? Yeah. What could possibly top Jimmy McMillan? Rent is too damn high anthem. Um, my friend Ben Fuller. Yes. Good. Dirt Road to Nashville. That's a good, great song. He wrote that song. Or we have another local artist, Scott Plant, too. He's really good. He um, wrote, was it, New Beginnings. Oh. That's a great song. What, you feel this is a new beginning for you? Mm, yeah. All right, so tell us about the girl. No. Oh. <laughs> um, she's nice. She's awesome. She, um, we're, we're in a relationship, but we're like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm try- still trying to focus on myself, and I'm at a spot right now where I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm doing really good. Like, I met a new friend, new friend named Nick. He introduced me to slacklining the other day, and we're going out Saturday. We're going surfing in Terrierfield Skate Park. And he got me back on a BMX bike, which I didn't think I'd be back on as soon as I did. But he showed me some spots. And if you guys follow me on Facebook or anyone follows me on Facebook, I posted a video of a dirt jump that we built. And we're going to be making a little tiny bike park out of out of it. It's in a great area, too. That sounds very dangerous. Yeah. You could, you could break your arm. Yeah, I could. I haven't broken no bones yet. You could break your Knock neck. On wood. Dude, I went head over he- like he- head over the handlebars the other day. I thought I did. It was funny. I was like, I'm like, I I ugh, I can't talk today. You could fracture your pelvis, and then yeah. what would your new girlfriend say? I know. Oh, that wouldn't be good. No. <laughs> so that's something to consider. <laughs> Hmm. So you're not gonna tell her? Tell us anything else about her? Is, um, is she older? Yeah, she's a few How months much old? older. A few oh, months. Few months so. Yeah, Matt got all excited. He thought I was dating a cougar. I thought you were dating he a was cougar. Like, his eyes lit up. He's like, "Oh yes." How great would that be? Well, oh, yeah. I, I hope you'll consider you'll consider it in the future. If this doesn't work out, I mean, yeah. I'm sure it will. You feel? I mean, how new is this relationship? I mean, we were talking for a few months. We still, we're not really official, official yet. But it's like we're at that point. Well, no, it sounds like you're not at that point if you're not mm-hmm. official, official. So, what point are you at exactly? Um, I'm a little confused. We're dating, mm-hmm. but we haven't really told everybody yet. 
You haven't <laughs> you haven't told everybody. You just announced it to well, the world. Well, now I just did. So yeah, nah, now now everybody did. knows. Why are we playing Twenty One Pilots? Even, oh my! Even your friend—is uh, it Brandon or Brendan? What is what is his name? Brandon. Now is he your prospective landlord? Will he be renting from him? No, I actually my friend. I I got to know him because of my friend who was renting off of him. My friend Devin. Oh. Okay. And he is a really good guy. He's. I watched honestly. I looked up to him a lot because of like. Because of all the money he was making, everything, I'm like, I want to be like that, be like that one day. He was so financially stable. He had an in-home gym. He had like everything, and he's buying, he's buying real estate, and and he's putting it out there to rent, and he's making bank. Right. Was. It's all about the bling. Yeah. Is that is that? Uh, no, because all the money I'm getting is going towards um instruments and instruments and food. Right. Right. And rent. Right. Well, yes. It, of course, rent, because the rent is too damn high. The rent is too damn high. Yes. I think that would be a, a good, uh, I think that would be a good choice. Well, you know, we'll, uh, we'll think about that. We'll, we'll let it marinate. Yeah. I mean, it can always change. You know, Easy G's theme song changed. Uh, for a long time, it was, uh, John Cena's theme, and then it became Shawn Michaels' theme, which I think is probably more appropriate because he is a sexy boy. He's not your boy toy, Easy G, but he, he is actually... a sexy boy. He congratulated me on my job today, so I think we found um, common ground. I don't think we're gonna. Uh, I don't think we're gonna fight. Oh, you and Easy G aren't gonna fight. No, but anybody out there who wants to fight, let me know. Right. So you're the invitations there. You are looking for someone to uh, to fight. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, now why is that? I want to raise money for charity. Oh, that's. I'm right. just kidding. I don't know. Um. Well, we did all this talk. We can't back down from it now. Well, that's true. But EZG won't even cut a promo on you. Yeah. He's, he doesn't want to fight you. That's okay. It's okay. You don't want to fight me. I, I can understand why. I thought Michael Martineau was going to be... Uh... Oh, what is this? Oh, Jenny just shared another story in the uh, Facebook live no, chat. No, me, me and Mikey aren't going to fight. No, I know. I thought he was going to have to fight other people. He was going to be the, uh, going to be the bouncer at the farm. Oh, yeah. But it turns out he's washing dishes instead. I mean, hey, it's money. Money's money. Right. It's money's all about money. the bling. Is that what you told your new girlfriend? She should get with you because you're all about the bling? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I figured as much. We have a call. Maybe this is her. Maybe she'll tell us about herself. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt. It's Mike Doyle. Hey, Mike Doyle. How are you? Hey, I got a new name for your afternoon part of the show. You can call it Matt Frat Radio. Matt Frat Radio. Matt Frat Radio. Yeah, because you get all you got all the frat boys in there, and you got the young men in there talking about their wonderful lives. You know, they're in the frat age. I and, am not uh, a frat boy. He's not a frat boy. He's, I am offended. He's oh, you have offended. I am offended. You've offended Christian Lacoste. He's going to want to fight you now. Yeah, well, yeah, I wasn't yeah, going to yeah. say that. Yeah, he's, a, he's, but... a, he's a beauty. All right. Will Will you fight L- him listen, for uh, charity? Uh, a couple of quick things. Oh. I don't want to. I don't want to. Unless you wanted to stay with what you were doing, but um, I I turned the radio on real quick and I I had to look to see what the dial was. I thought it was CNN when you were talking about the Ukraine thing. But one thing that stuck out is, you know, this is what you said. That's why Trump talked to no one when making this decision about pulling those troops out. You really do you know that for a fact? 
Uh, From what I understand, the reporting is he didn't talk to the military. They were completely caught off guard. Right. What about Pompeo? What about uh, his Pompeo's assistant? People who were just over there. What about, you know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's just. It was interesting. You can't, you, can't, you can't say something you really don't know. That's what CNN does. Well, that's, and you don't know that. That's that's my my perception because I think if he had spoken to anyone, they would have tried to talk him out of it. Because it was just yeah. interesting hey, to me. You it, know, all right. So I'm just telling you that. But anyways, listen. Okay. You know, what was interesting. Your dad's conversation yesterday. I thought that was great. Oh uh, yes. But I did catch the part where he did say that this whole Ukraine, this impeachment thing, is is a hoax, and they all know it's. At Kroger, we work with local farms right in our own backyard to bring you food that's fresher than fresh. From homegrown watermelon that makes your mouth water to crisp corn picked right around the corner. Come pick out some yourself, because shopping for local produce should be as easy as shopping at your local Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at Kroger.com boost. Privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids' nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. So, did you catch that part of that? Of course I did. I was uh, having the conversation with him. Yeah, he's a big, yeah, he's yeah. a big man. So, I don't guy. know. I just, I just, was, I was glad to hear him say that. I'm like, <laughs> wow, there's somebody who understands. This is all a hoax. But anyways, my my major point, and I wanted to get this out to Hopwood because I heard him yesterday crapping on Trump, and he being the veteran and always using the veteran saying, which he should. He, he fought for our country, and that's good. Yeah, and we and we all appreciate it. But Trump has done more for this country for veterans than any other president. With all the different bills he signed, like what? Uh, I mean, I, the, I, the VA. How about the VA unemployment uh, is lowest of all time. VA. How about, how about, I, I don't know what that means. About, what does that how mean? About he, he, how about he signed in the law? He signed in eight point six billion for mental health for suicide uh, um, to help with with guys who are struggling with P- PTSD. Eight point six billion. He signed in the Mission Act, which provides health care for, uh, to access care for veterans to, in their own community instead of having to go to another state. Uh, he, come on, he did a lot. He fired over 7,000 employees that were abusing veterans. And, uh, yeah. and then he, and then, the, and then over 50,000 vets got their, their, um, their student loan debts, uh, Squash. That that I am aware of, and uh, yeah, that's, I don't, I don't, that's all pretty good stuff, man. Well, I, yeah, some some of those like that eight point six billion. I don't know what that's. Is that? Can you send me a link to that? We Mike, are about that because I don't know what that is, but I do. Uh, 
But I do agree about the uh, the debt forgiveness for for veterans who are students. I I remember that, and I gave him great credit for that. I think that's yeah. fantastic. I mean, he's yeah. done a lot, man. He can't, I mean, he, even if you think he's a knucklehead, you got to look at the facts of just some of the things he's doing. And and you know, it, it, he could be in your eyes the, the knuck, biggest knucklehead on earth. He is, yeah. Because that's what the left thinks. But you got to look at facts, and you got to look at what he's done. These are things that he has done in two and a half years. Uh, I mean, Je- he has done a lot for veterans Je- and veterans care. Jenny so, and the, uh, uh, that's all. I wanted to let Hop know that because I know he was crapping on him yesterday a little bit. All right, Mike. <laughs> but, hey, good show as usual. Stimulating. See ya. All right, Mike. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. Jenny, I, I tried to get your uh, – I, I did try to get your question in, but Mike was in a hurry to just say his piece and get out. But Jenny was just asking, uh, why does the Military Times report the highest ever suicide rate among active duty uh, – among active duty. Yeah, that's uh I I don't know. I yeah, some of that stuff Mike was saying I don't know about. I Yeah, do... I don't know about I didn't hear about the student loan debt, but Yeah. We are in a ton of student loan debt. There's so much student loan debt out there right now. Yeah. I was watching a YouTube series. I know a guy who's on tour in a bus going around finding out how much student let student loan debt people are in. Mhm. And it's insane. Oh, it is. Yeah. And it's it's also a lot of that money goes to waste because you take out a thirty thousand dollar loan, but you only use twenty k of that. What do you do with the other ten k? It's right. Uh, Jay Page in the Facebook live chat is saying, "What's the point in defending Trump if you have to make up stuff to support him?" <laughs> well, yeah, some of what Mike was saying, I, I don't know anything about. Now, the thing about, but I, I do know for a fact, yes, because I talked about it on the show. Trump did sign a bill into law. Uh, for giving student loan debt for veterans. That, that is a fact, uh, that he did do. Uh, but some of that other stuff, I, I, I don't know. Mike, if you can email me a link, uh, to this list at, uh, mad at ipmnation.com, if you can email me a link to maybe this list of, of things or, or where you got all this, because I, like I said, I'm, mo- most of this I'm not, uh, familiar with, but, but I do know that Trump signed the, uh, signed the bill about, uh, forgiving student debt for veterans. But yes, I do think, uh, I mean, I don't agree with this idea, though, that I don't look at the, because I don't like Trump, that that means I don't look at the facts. I do look at the facts, and I still think he's a knucklehead, uh, to use your term. Uh, Jenny's pointing out that Hoppy is a veteran, yes. And and no, Mike Mike is not a veteran, so. But, you know, I mean, Mike's, Mike's still welcome to his opinion, uh, even though he's not a veteran. But I just saw Paul Cormier stick his head in and then leave. Yeah, me too. I wonder if he's... Uh, Oh, he must be on duty tonight upstairs. Oh, oh wait, no, there's no live shows on Tuesday. I wonder what he's doing. I don't know, but I um, I found out that they have a studio up there I might use for oh, the podcast. You, you, oh, very good. I made a I made a little bit of a step. I had to talk with Peter about it this morning at six thirty in the morning. Peter White of the morning show with Peter, Peter White. White. Oh, were, were you on? The show. Show? I didn't get to hear any of the. No, this. I didn't get to. I didn't get to go on this morning. He oh. told me that they were pretty booked, and I was like, "All right, yeah, sure." And then I went and helped out in my food pantry. Oh, that's what he tells Easy G sometimes too. Yeah, we're all full. It's Sorry. all good. Yeah, he yeah. said sometime next week. I should have let him know before, but you know. Right. Priscilla was talking about coming on tonight, and I don't know where she is. She fell asleep. Yeah. Well, what can you do? Yeah, she fell asleep. That's what you get for staying up all night and partying. Right. Well, and she's, getting cast in movies. She's yeah. She uh. Congratulations to her for a lead role, and I think it's in the mantle. Is that the what it was? Man, I saw the yeah. I saw the announcement on Facebook. I thought that was great, uh, yeah. but I didn't. Uh, I couldn't couldn't remember what it was for. But yeah, no, good for her. 
Uh, Jenny is saying, then how can he say you are wrong on what you said? It contradicts. Like, I don't what? know. I don't know. I am well, so confused. You know, Mike Doyle, he's very MAGA. He loves Trump. And uh, so does my father, as we uh, as we learned. Well, we already knew that. But of course, we uh, that was reinforced yesterday during my conversation with dad. Uh, he loves Trump as well. I listened to a little bit of the show yesterday when I called in because uh, I got wrapped up in helping somebody move and I was supposed to go slacklining, didn't go slacklining. Well, who'd you have to help move? Was it, uh, is it Brandon or Brendan? What is no, his name? I can't remember his name. It was my name. girlfriend's mom. Oh, your girl. Oh, you're already helping your girlfriend's mother with things. <laughs> That's pretty official. If you're helping your girlfriend's mom move, then clearly the two of you are in a oh, relationship. Boy. Clearly. Yeah, clearly. Yes. Anything you want to tell us about her? Hold on. I'm going to text her. I'm going to be like, yeah, you should call in the show and help me Ooh. here because um, I'm taking an L here. Jenny is asking, what is slacklining? Slacklining. Hold on. I can get somebody. So slacklining, slacklining is basically, it's tightrope walking, but it's, can we get back to that? I'm going to, I'm going to have someone call in. And help me out with that. It's hard to explain. It's like tightrope walking, but you're not, it's not, the, the line isn't tight. It's very loose and you have to have an extreme amount of balance. Uh, my father, by the way, just sent me a text message with a, uh, 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 the, uh, an emoji of, uh, someone laughing. I, I think he's listening to the show and, uh, probably heard Mike <laughs> Hi, Doyle, Matt's dad. probably heard Mike Doyle, uh, uh, complimenting, uh, my father. So, so your girlfriend is going to call in and tell us uh, maybe about not slacklining and all about herself and your new relationship and how you no my friend Nick if I can get my friend Nick to call in oh right he's going to explain slacklining what about this other friend you is is, is it Brandon or Brendan does Brandon. he know anything about slacklining no okay I can't remember his uh... but you ask this man anything about weightlifting he'll know this dude's muscles are like the size of my head. But okay, but is he? And for those of you listening on the radio, my head is very big. Nah, I'd say you got a normal size head. Mm. I, I have a big head because I'm I'm Irish, as does uh, our friend EZG. Now your friend, uh, what's I don't know if it's Brandon or Brendan, but are his muscles bigger or smaller than uh, our friend EZG, who of course has the body of an Adonis, as you are well aware. <laughs> They're bigger. Bigger than EZG? Okay, yeah. but what about his head? Is his head bigger than that of EZG? Because EZG, as you know, clearly an abuser of anabolic steroids, which is why he has that giant head. <laughs> uh, is, would you say his muscles are, would you say his head is bigger or smaller than that of EZG? Because um, EZG, I mean, let's be bigger. honest, that is an enormous cranium. I mean, you could probably fit two normal size heads in EZG's head. That's how big his head is. Oh, that's, uh, I got to say they're bigger. They're bigger. They're bigger than Eric's what, what, whole head. But why do you say they're bigger? Like, does he have more than one head? Who are you talking about? Your friend Brian? Brandon's muscles. Oh, Brandon. Is it Brandon or Brendan? It's Brandon. Or, or Brian. Brandon. Okay, because you're throwing all Brandon, these Brendan, Brendan, Brian. Brandon, Brendan, Brian. I'm super confused. I'm so confused right now, too. Right. So it's Brian. And he has a giant head, but he has more than one? No, he only has one head. Oh, he only has one head. I am so confused at the moment. 
But does he take anabolic steroids? No. Okay, good. I was hoping you'd say that because if you made an accusation that he did live on the air, he'd probably get really mad and he'd probably come here and beat you up with his big muscles. Exactly. Right, and you don't want that. Especially oh, and, um, your speaking pro- about people with big muscles. Yes. Um, my friend Brian. Now that you mentioned the name Is Brian. It Brian and, or Brandon? Brian. Brian. My friend Brian, who I said the other day I was mad at. Oh, yes. He called, well, he called me. He heard what I said on the radio. He wasn't too happy. And I guess on a lot of aspects, I was wrong about what I said. And I did want to come out publicly and apologize for what I said to him. He's a great guy. We're we're back on talking. Well, good. He's like my father, basically. He's like my father figure. He's your father figure. Oh, Priscilla Mills uh, just joined us in the Facebook live chat. Priscilla, you said you were going to be here. I'm hurt. Where are you? Her ears must have been burning. Wow, very nice. Brian Mackey shared an article uh, from Wikipedia about slacklining. So you can learn about slacklining from uh, from that. Slacklining is basically, it takes a lot of balance, and it your leg muscles have to be very strong, especially because you have the line moving. You're moving constantly when you're trying to cross that line. It's like tightrope walking, but it's a lot harder. And when my friend showed me it, my friend Nick showed me it, I was like, I got to try this. And now I'm, I'm like attached to it. I love it. There's a video up on my Facebook right now of the first time I tried it. I only, I only got maybe two steps in on the line, but I was really excited, especially from my first day of doing it. Usually it takes a long time for that. Now your friend, what's his name? Uh, Brendan or Brian? The father figure. Brian. He's your father figure? Yeah. Does your uh, does your real father know this? Because yep. I would think he would be horribly jealous. I've told him. I've told him. So you went to your dad and you said, Dad, I have a... a apparently, well, you were well, not enough for me as a father. Well, I now have a father figure. Let's, let's, let's not put me on the spot there. But it's like he's done... Like, he's been there for me when I needed him, especially, you know. I'm going to... I'm going to incriminate myself with this now, but... Good. That's good radio. Yes, go ahead. I know. I I, I know your reasoning behind this one. Yes. But, no, like, he was there for me a lot. Uh Uh-oh. Hey, take... take, We have a phone call. We have a phone phone call. call. Wow, very nice. Please take that phone call. Okay. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt. Mike Doyle, real quick. Yes. Hey, I heard you mention some guy on the internet said I got to make stuff up or something. Let me... this This is for your listening audience. It's really hard to do. You see if you can follow with me. You go to your search engine like Google uh-huh. or whatever your famous, whatever your favorite search engine is, and type in these search, these six words. What has Trump done for veterans? Okay. And you'll get fifty articles that all say the same thing because these are things that have been enacted. I know you guys don't want to peek behind the curtain, and I know you don't <laughs> want it to be true, but that's that's all you got to do. So the guy no. on the internet saying I'm making stuff up. Just, you know, you got a cell phone, or you got to, or just Google, what has Trump done for veterans? And read will, the articles. I and, will, uh, uh, that's I, all. I don't, I don't know. To, just wanted to mention that. All right, Mike. Talk to you later. All right, Thanks. Mike. Thank you for the call. I don't know, I don't know if, uh, Jay Page will do that or not. That was who, uh, said that in the Facebook live chat. I will do that because, uh, I do want to know. And anytime anybody does, uh, something for veterans, I think it's a great thing. I think it's shameful. The way we treat our veterans in this country, it makes me very upset. And I have no problem. And by the way, no, I don't like Trump, but I have zero problem giving him credit when he does something good. I- I've never had a problem with that. And uh, 
And I, I absolutely will do that. Yes. <laughs> uh, Jenny says, uh, I will take the word of a vet over that any day. Well, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Jay Page says, uh, fake news, zing. Hmm, Jay Page, uh, Jay Page disagrees. Well, mm. I'll, I'll try that. I'll, I'll put that into the Google machine. We're not going to get to it today because we're almost at, we're actually almost we're, out of yeah, time. Yeah, we're out of time almost. Yes. So you have a new, uh, but we'll get into that tomorrow. So, so you have we a, will? you have a father figure. So you went to your dad and you said, I dad, said, look, I, this was back when I was going to move out to Texas with oh. him. He, he really helped me out with the music, with my music and everything. I yes. told him, hey, I'm like, my dad knows that I still care about him, but we don't always see eye to eye. Oh. I haven't once not seen eye to eye with eye to eye with I haven't once ever fought with Brian. Is it Brian or Brandon? Brian. It is Brian. Okay. Brandon's my friend who called in earlier. Oh, that's Brandon. Is Too it... many bees going around right now. Right. Jeez, is that Brandon or Brandon? Brandon. Brandon who called earlier. You're trying to confuse me right now so bad. Brandon like, is your father figure. No, Brian. Because is your my father, father didn't help you with your music. Is nah. that? Hmm. Yeah. We can call it that. Okay. All right. But yeah, no. And then what did your father say? Was your father like, it's okay, son? Uh, I'm Basically, sorry I let you down? No, he wasn't like that. But no. he's like, he's like, hey, you're going to do your own thing. You know, you're going to find your own, like, people or peeps, as we call them. Peeps? And you're you're going to do your thing. And I was going to move out to Texas with this man. I still am, probably, most likely in the near future or future. Not anytime soon, though. I just got this fantastic job. Yes. That I spent seven hours in front of a computer training for today, and now I have to go down to Music Mill. You got the new job. You got the new girlfriend. Yep. And why are you going to Music Mill? Uh, some they had Taylor Guitarist came in. A few rep, reps from Taylor Guitarist flew in from Cali to do a thing there. So I'm gonna go down there check it out. Yeah. Micro check out a few new guitars. Maybe you'll get a new guitar. No. To go I with get... your new job and your new girlfriend. No, I gotta get a new apartment to go with my new oh, job and my new that's girlfriend. Right. Yes, yes. Alright. I have a few places in mind though. Yes. But it feels great to be back on the show, especially after not being on last week. Cause I finished up Job Corps finally. That was a relief. Oh, that must have been, yes. Dude, the day I got out I was so happy. Have you ever watched the video for Father Figure by George Michael? It gets a little intense. Oh, my, Lanta. Now I'm going to go home and watch it tonight. Well, you should. I mean, by the time it hits that third verse, it's like, oh, my goodness, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I was better going to local politics for some reason. I don't know why. No. Now, did you wish Sean Hopwood a happy birthday? No. Because he was supposed to be your father figure, remember? He was, he was, he made a play to be your new father figure. He wanted to help you. He wanted to take you by the hand and lead you, you know, platonically as a father figure and lead you. This isn't the South and lead you through, uh, <laughs> and, and help you with, with some things. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, he wanted to be, uh, he wanted to be very, I think he wanted to be very caring and, and nurturing. Uh, for you and uh, but but now you have a different father you have a father and a father figure it's like there's no room for John Hopwood 
He could be my grandfather. I don't know. I'm, well, not, I'm just starting a whole new family. He did just turn. I'm starting. 60. I'm gonna have like five five families. Okay, you're gonna have. Five I'm gonna have my fam- internet family, my action sports family, the the people that go out and do stuff with no care in the world. Then I'm gonna have my biological family. Then I'm gonna have my radio family. <laughs> I'm just kidding. When you talk about five families, you make it you make it sound like a mob thing. Are you in the mob? Oh yeah, totally. You are. Yeah. You're, you already know. Well, you're not supposed to tell anybody. Oh, well, that's more proof that I'm not in the mob because I can't keep it a secret. Right. Oopsie. I mean, that's like a big, that's like a big no-no. You don't just, uh, <laughs> you know. When did they flip you? Tell me. Don't lie. Uh, they didn't. I don't know how to answer that one because I haven't seen that movie. <sighs> that's from The Sopranos. Okay, I've seen that movie. It's yeah, only it's not a movie, it's a show. Or whatever, oh show, whatever. Same thing. It's I'm like, half awake it's right now. It's the greatest show in the history of television. I am going to look up the what, what Mike Doyle was talking about. Yeah, I I like that Abe, because like you have you have both these like you have both of them going at it and I I feel like yeah, he's done stuff, but everything he's done wrong has it has, you know, superseded what he's done good. Yeah. All, the, all your negative is going to always, it's going to always, like, cast a shadow over the positive. No one's going to see the positive you do when they see the negative. That's like with me. All the all the good stuff I was doing when I was, you know, 17, nobody saw. You know why? Because I was a troublemaker. And all the troubles and stuff I got into, everyone focused on that. Hey, uh, practical question. So what do you do about Father's Day? Because you have, you have a father, but you also have your father figure. I wish everyone a happy Father's Day. Because no, it's not like there's a father figure's day. Oh, man. <laughs> or is there? Maybe there is. I'll make it. Oh, my God. I All just right. realized, you know what? There probably is because it's like a day for everything now. Because on the morning show, every day, Peter White will be like, oh, today is, you know, like eat a waffle day or something. So maybe, there, a waffle maybe day. there's like days for everything now. Thanks, Hallmark. <laughs> so maybe there is a father figures day. I'm going to have to look that up. I'm going to go look and see if there's any cards. I'm going to go down to the Hallmark store or whatever, whatever that store is. I'm going to go see if there's a father figures card. You get your father <laughs> figure a nice father figure card because now that you and he are back on good terms. Yeah. Do you think your your actual father, though, do you think he'll resent that? Eh. Will they ever meet? Will you ever introduce your father to your father figure, or would that be? Oh awkward? yeah. Oh yeah. Oh really? That wouldn't be because it, it wouldn't my be dad weird? needs to realize my my biological dad needs to realize this guy has done so much for me. Right. It's amazing. Right. It's amazing what he's done for me. He's introduced me to people who I never thought I'd even hear of. Right. He's sh- given me advice when I needed it. He checks in on me constantly. Right. All the things your father doesn't do. Eh. He does, but he just, you know. Not as we, well. We don't we don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. Yeah. Especially right now, especially when I'm in a stressful situation. Right. Trying to find a place and everything. He's like, he's he's trying to help me, but it's like, I don't know. Yeah. What does he say? Like, why don't you just go talk to Brandon or no, he, Brian or Brendan or no, somebody? No, I try to take space away from him. When, when we get aggravated, it gets, uh, we get aggravated. We take space. Uh, what does that mean? Take space. Like Friday night, we got into it, and I was like, "Listen, I'm going out for the night. All right, you go do your thing. I'll do my thing." Were you just arguing verbally, or did you re- uh, resort to fisticuffs? 
I will never resort to fist ever again. Because no. sometimes my dad and I will box. I mean, if my dad wants to box, any day of the week. I'm but kidding. My dad and I don't actually box. But yeah, we do. No. Uh, we do jujitsu. That's a that's a whole whole other story. My dad, my dad and I, my dad and my sister were messing around. They were boxing. Yeah. My sister went to go swing. The glove came off her hand on accident. She has such small hands. She yeah. clocked my dad right in the face. Oh my goodness! I was like, oh man. Did you laugh? I mean, I was young, so yeah. Now, what if your sister uh, hit your father figure in the face? That would probably not be as funny to you, right? My father figure is a professional weightlifter. I don't think... Oh, right, because he's got the big muscles. Oh, yeah. Oh, so your father figure is uh, Brendan or... No. Brandon. Brandon and Brian both have big muscles. Oh, like, yeah. If I were to show you a picture of this guy, you'd be like, what the heck? So you surround yourself with big, beefy men. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I can't. Well, you never know when you might need a bodyguard between you know? between your friends there and Easy G. It's like you've got all these big muscly guys around you all the time. You never know when you might need a bodyguard. That's true. That's true. All right, we are absolutely out of time. That's a wrap, folks. Christian. Thank you so much, and congratulations on everything. Thank you, and uh, thank you everyone for uh, for tuning in. Everybody in the Facebook live chat, and so on and so forth. Mike Doyle for calling, uh, your, uh, friend Brandon, Brian, Brandon, Brandon, whoever, uh, for calling. And, uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, didn't want to call before I came in? I think so, but I forget. Oh, yes. And I, I received a very nice call early in the show that, uh, turned absolutely terrifying, but we got to go. We are 100% out of time. I'll talk at y'all a little bit later. WMNHradio.org for the archive. Bye, everybody. I'm Jimmy McMillan, From the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, you are tuned in to the best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hi, Matt. This is Mary, cruising with Mary. Hey, Mary. You know, uh, a while back, I was just listening to your show. Hi. And, uh... When you said, I don't think somebody as white would be told that. Well, guess what? You know who I am. Yes. You know I have my show and everything. Guess what? I was at at a store, and I was in line with getting, just I would say about four months ago, <clears throat> and getting my groceries, and this woman kid hit me with her her basket. And I says, please stop it. Well, she belonged about, you know, two of the baskets in back of me. But she kept cutting in, cutting in. Well, the reason why she kept hitting me, because she wanted to be in front of me, and I wouldn't let her. Mm-hmm. And I said, either you stop, you're going to end up eating this basket. So she hit me one more time, and I pushed it back. Because I was trying to get hit in the back with the basket. So finally, they called somebody over. I don't know if it was the manager or not. And I told them what was going on. And I said, she belongs over there, not over here, because she went to cut in front of me. I said, I'm not wanting her cut in front of me. So he says to her, you go and back where you belong. And she says to me, go back to your own country. Hello? That's... I was born and raised in this country. I was born in Concord. Right. But raised in Manchester. And this woman had an accent. And I knew right off the bat she wasn't from this country. Mm-hmm. Okay, but telling me to go back to my own country.
Well, I'm not sure how you knew right off the bat she wasn't from this country. You can you can be from here and, and speak with an accent depending on the family you were raised in. But uh, but that is uh, that's but bizarre. I knew right off the bat she was not from this country. Yeah, you know she's well, in this country. But to tell me, I'm not sure how you knew that, Mary. <laughs> I go back to my own country. Yeah, yeah, that's bizarre. I'm not sure. How, I still don't understand how you knew that, Mary. Though, how did you how did you know right off the bat she wasn't from this country? You know, I was told when I was a little girl from my, from my sister who hated me back then, and I think she still does. And she says to me, I used to say, where was I born? And she used to tell me I was born under a rock and a dump. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's bizarre. Um, yeah. I just don't, I, yeah, I just don't, uh, I, I just don't understand the part, though, about how you knew right off the bat she wasn't from this country. Like, how did you know that? You know, sometimes the way they dress, um, I could tell you can tell people who's not from this country had come to this country. You know, you know what? You uh, know? Wow, um, Mary! Uh, really? In my age, where I am, you can almost figure out. You know, really? But I tell you, I say everybody's welcome into this country. Well, I agree with you there. Yeah. I I just uh, uh, have you have you spent any time in like big cities where that are very diverse, like more diverse than Manchester? Oh yes, I've been I've been all over Canada myself. Um, you name it, I've been into Canada. Okay, uh, I've been into Arizona, another big city. Uh, I, you know, I've been into different places where big cities are. You know, but I know when I know. You know what I mean? You know what you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's um. I I don't know, Mary. I, I've had a different uh, life experience. I've. I've met people who were born here who uh, speak with an accent because maybe they're a, a, a child of immigrants, maybe a, a child of immigrants who came here, who immigrated here. But then, you know, the yeah, but, but then it, the kid it, is born you here. Kinda, but, you kind of know it. You, you, you kind of know it. Someone tells you to go back to your own country. She's saying <laughs> she knows it by looking. And I, you know, born and raised here in this country. <laughs> huh. But but you knew it you knew it right off the bat, huh? What did she look like? Can you yeah. can you describe her? Yeah, I mean you know oh, it, it's God, just Maddie. What like what what is it it's, like what what was it about her? What was it? Uh, what is it? What is it that tipped you off? Sometimes you know I, I the way they dressed. I don't mind the way they dressed. You can dress any way you want. It's good. You know, what I way? Like are they like showing off uh, all their cleavage? You can wear or? nothing. I don't care. Are you, you know? are you talking about people that walk around like half naked or what do they look like? What kind of dress is it? You know, they have I mean they're beautiful dresses, some of them. They really do. I really love the some of the colors they have on them. And uh, I've even gone up to, you know, different people and they have these beautiful red and yellow, gorgeous, gorgeous, you know, dresses that they wear and they're right there. And their bandanas they wear and all that. And I've gone up to them saying, you know, you've had beautiful clothes. I mean, if something I like, I'll go up and tell you, I don't care. Right. That's me. You know what I mean? But uh, but that day, I mean, I never had anybody tell me go back to my own country. No, that is... That was uh, the first. That is, uh, that is bizarre. Well, maybe, uh, maybe she assumed you were a, a white European. 
It could be, but no accent, though. (laughs) Right, but if she had an accent, but if she hadn't, uh, if she hadn't uh, heard you speak yet, you know, she might have, she might have thought from the second that she looked at you. Imagine your new bathroom: a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall—all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bath Fitter. Join over two million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bath Fitter: thirty-five years of better bath remodels.